insightful, transformational, uplifting. Some of you are working real hard to be who you were and fit in where you used to fit in. But the truth of the matter is, God has exposed you to truth on another level. And once you know on another level, I don't care what you do to try to go back into the womb you came from, you cannot be who you are and be who you were at the same time. Ye must be born again. You're watching The Potter's Touch. Hey everybody, I'm excited to have this opportunity to share the word of the Lord with you. One of the things that I have learned after years of studying God's word is that we develop what I call Christian colloquialisms and phrases, even in the scriptures, that we assume that we have exacerbated all that there is to know about that thing. Like, verily, verily, I say unto you, you must be born again. And it becomes almost a cliche. If you research it, how we define being born again has become, uh, calling conversion born again has become something that is evangelical, that it's only been in the last few hundred years or so that we referred to conversion as born again. Strip away all of your religious assumptions and join me in the Gospel of St. John, chapter 3, verse 1 through 3, and let's listen again at the conversation between Jesus and Nicodemus and see if there is something else in addition to what we learn that could be learned from that conversation. I'm not trying to erase what we learn. I'm trying to add to what we learn. The message is called pushed out. I believe you're going to receive something. I believe you're going to conceive something. I believe you're going to believe something that you never saw before. Take a look. It has become controversial to talk about Jesus. He has just torn up the church in chapter two. The synagogue is all a bus. The money changers are all angry. The religious empires and idioms are all upset. The Sadducees have identified him as public enemy number one. The Pharisees are indignant with rage that he would come in and mess up their institutions and their business. It became unpopular to be associated with him. But here comes this one man who is a Pharisee who is part of the Sanhedrin court, who wants to reach Jesus, but is afraid to come to him during the day, lest anybody see him, he sneaks up to Jesus at night. <laughs> Ain't nothing like undercover seekers. <laughs> yes. Some of them are here this morning. You don't want anybody to know that you're seeking Jesus. 
You just happen to be in the neighborhood and drop by. You don't want anybody to expect you to be a Christian. You're just kind of window shopping through the spiritual opportunities available to you, and you can play it off as a visit when God wants a commitment in your life. You are just visiting him, seeking a one-night stand, and he wants a relationship. You, oh, God. Nicodemus now comes to Jesus at night and they have the most powerful conversation. Nicodemus comes to Jesus in a diplomatic fashion and he says, uh, you know, uh, uh, I know what the rest of them think, but uh, I, I think you're at least a rabbi. <laughs> yeah, you, you're pretty smart old dude. You, you, you kind of got it together. Uh, yeah, you, you, I mean, you're cool with me, man. Because this is where I figured uh, nobody could do the things you do. Save God be with you. Now the rest of them, they, they might not think it's really of God, but I, I've been thinking about this thing. I've been thinking about this thing enough to get out of the bed in the middle of the night and come over to your house in the middle of the night to tell you something. There's something to you. Yeah, yeah, I know the group I belong to is supposed to be against you, but, but I'm not quite thinking like they're thinking. I don't want to mess up my job or anything come during the day, but I'm, I'm going to slip over here at night and tell you that I'm not like them. There, there's something to you. See, they are still in love with where God was. <laughs> oh, they're, they're, they are in love with where God was and who God used to be and what God used to do and what they saw him do long time ago he said but I, I, I'm starting to think that God is about to do a new thing I, I'm, I'm starting to understand that I must take him out of the historical context of being an ancestral savior and contemporize my understanding of God to the degree that I could walk into the newness of life. I'm starting to think that the miracles didn't stop in the Old Testament. I've been seeing you do some stuff that has quickened my faith and stirred my mind and shaken my understanding. I can't rest. That's why I came over. You're messing with my sleep. You didn't just kick over the chairs. You kicked over my unbelief. You kicked over my doubt. You kicked over my fear. And I'm starting to believe that all things. Is there anybody in here that's had God stir you up? What you have to realize I told you last week about dimensions. Jesus is operating in a dimension that, that Nicodemus has never seen before. Watch this. Nicodemus is not a sinner. He is a religious, devout person. 
whose ideas about God have been shaken. And he says, I think you're a rabbi sent from God. And if I was Jesus, I would have said, thank you. God bless you. Pray my strength in the Lord. You know, I am indeed a rabbi. Listen to what Jesus says to him. He says, I think that you are from God and you're a rabbi. And Jesus looks at him and said, that's it. You must be born again. Excuse me, Jesus, what are you talking about? The guy just said you were a teacher. And you just said something without teaching it, without explaining it or anything. You just told him, that's it. You must be born again. What does that really mean? If you have the courage to take off the goggles of what you have been taught about this text, I want to share something with you about this text that Jesus was not preaching conversion to Nicodemus as Nicodemus was already a believer. In this realm of his understanding, he was a committed believer to Old Testament theology. So he was not a sinner. <laughs> One person got me. He was a seeker. who had a seed that had been planted in his spirit and the seed had gestated to the degree that faith had become works and made him have to go to Jesus even if he had to go by night to say, I believe that there's something to you. Once his faith escaped the prison of where he came from, Jesus now looks at him and said, that's it. You can't stay where you were and know what you know. See, when you know the truth, the truth is what sets you free. As long as you don't know any better, you can't do any better. But the moment you begin to understand on another level, you can't think over here and live over here. He said, that's it, ye must. Are y'all following what I'm saying? You must be born again. That which is of the earth is earthly. That which is of the spirit is spiritual. He said, you have stayed in this sphere long enough. You now have too much in you to stay where you are. You must. <laughs> if you didn't know what you know and think like you think, you'd be okay to hang out with who you're hanging out with. But now that you know what you know and think what you think, there's no need in you trying to fit in a womb that you have now outgrown. You must. I'm gonna break this down for somebody because some of you are working real hard 
to be who you were and fit in where you used to fit in. But the truth of the matter is, God has exposed you to truth on another level. And once you know on another level, I don't care what you do to try to go back into the womb you came from, you cannot be who you are and be who you were at the same time. Ye must be born again. Tell three people say, I gotta get out of here, gotta get out, gotta get out, gotta get out, gotta get out. What you just said is what a baby says in the third trimester. What's wrong with the womb? It was okay in the first trimester. It was okay in the second trimester. But now the thing that was a blessing has become a curse because it's too small for what is happening down inside of you. And the Lord sent me here this Sunday morning to tell you that you can't stay where you used to stay and do what you used to do because you've been operating over here, but he's been calling you over there there. Listen, the world's next doctors, teachers, and pastors, presidents, rest in the hearts of our children. Through proper education, they can have the necessary tools to reach their destiny. By connecting with GPS, you can help young people around the world receive school supplies, uniforms, and computer training. Visit tdjpartners.org so together we can fulfill God's mandate to be His hand and provide compassion to others. Whether it's the loss of a loved one or a sickness or the loss of a job or an emotional crushing that you're going through that nobody even knows that you're going through, you can go through secret crushings. You wonder where is God? Where is love? What is my life all about? You just go, you go, you, you, you fall apart inside. And all of that is because he's trying to squeeze something out of you that's more important than what he is bruising to get to. You can learn from the best trailblazers, game changers, and global influencers in the world today. Craig Rochelle, growing 30 church campuses across eight states. Cynthia Marshall, transforming the NBA as its first female CEO for the Dallas Mavericks. Bishop T.D. Jakes, best-selling author and mentor to leaders around the world. At the International Pastors and Leadership Conference, pastorsandleaders.org. Text PLNOW to 28950 today. is traumatic. It is a separation of past habits. It is breaking away from that which is familiar. It is going through the metamorphosis of becoming that that you have never been before. It is this thing operating on that level. It requires pushing and shoving and stress. When babies come out, they don't look like they look on TV. Them little cute little babies coming out on TV, sucking the thumbs and the jaws all rosy. So when the baby comes out, the baby's got all kind of stuff on it and all kind of gook on it and all, all kind of afterbirth on it. It's often bruised and pushed and his head looked like an ice cream cone because the, it was so tight that you had to get through there anyway you oh y'all don't hear what I'm saying y'all don't hear what I'm saying to you somebody in this room is being pushed 
from one idiom of thought into the next and there's no cute way to be pushed. You can't be pushed and remain calm. It's gonna require some stress, some effort, some grunting, some groaning, and you're gonna have to go through some tight places. But when it's all said and done, God is going to birth you into another level that you have never been on before. Tell five people say, I gotta go, I gotta go, I gotta go. I gotta go, 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 I gotta go. I gotta go, I gotta go, I gotta go, I gotta go, I gotta go. I've stayed in the tight place as long as I can. It didn't change, I did. I've outgrown acting like I used to act. I've outgrown thinking like I used to think. I've outgrown feeling like I used to feel. And something is pushing me to take it to the next level. Slap your neighbor and say, pushed. You know, uh, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah, 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 yes, yes, yes. I, I, now, this is a man's perspective. I don't, I don't really know nothing about having babies. Never had one. Don't want to. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. I have never been happier to be a man than I was when I saw a woman in labor. I said, Jesus, have mercy. God, glory. Amen. Shanama Honda Cadillac. But I did take some notes. I noticed that they did not begin the pushing until the dilation was complete. Because there's no need in pushing on a closed door. It's frustrating when you're trying to get out of something and the door hasn't been opened to you. So they wouldn't let my wife push until she was fully dilated. Now, I'm a man, I don't understand this stuff. It seemed like to me, when she had dilated 10 centimeters, I, I thought I could holler in at the kid and say, hey, the door's open. Come on out of there. But isn't it funny how a door can be open to you and you need to get out, but you still don't know how. Somebody in this room, God has opened up a door and given you an opportunity, but you don't know how to maximize the opportunity that you have. And so when the baby who needed to get out didn't know how to get out, that's when the nurse got in my wife's ear and said, Mrs. Jakes, you gotta push.
you came to service. I'm glad you're watching over the internet because you haven't understood what has been going on in your life. God said the contractions that you feel, the discomfort that you experience was just him pushing you out. The stuff you went through with your heart, the thing that happened with your leg is nothing but God pushing you out, out of your comfort zone, pushed. Find them three people and tell them he's pushing me. He's pushing me. He's pushing me. Somebody thank God for a push. He's pushing me. I can't be who I was. I can't think like I used to think. He's pushing me. I've run out of time. I can't stay where I was. The Lord is pushing me to the next level. Somebody say one more push. Whoever I'm preaching to, this morning, you're on your ninth month, and the Lord said, with one more push, he's gonna move you from one degree of grace to the next degree. You got about 30 days to pack your stuff, Get your mind ready. Get your heart ready. Get your spirit ready. Because who you are yesterday and the enemy you saw yesterday, you shall see them no Slap somebody and tell them, he's pushing me. Pushing me back to school. Pushing me to stand up and speak. Pushing me to get out of my comfort zone. Pushing me to believe him for miracles. Pushing me for my destiny. Yes! 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 So, I don't know what I'm doing, you know, but I was trying to help. So I got over there, and so I was, I was taking over the cheerleading job. So I'm in my wife's ear and say, come on, baby, you can do this. I don't know what this is, but I'm just trying to be positive. Push, come on, baby, push, push. So, you know, I got real good at push. Come on, push. Come on, push. Come on, push. The baby's crowding, girl, push. This ain't no time to quit, push. Push. See, when you're close to a breakthrough, the devil will try to make you tired and give up on your dream. But this ain't no time to get tired. This is a time to push like you never pushed before. 
Look at your neighbor and say one more. stop but I gotta stop right there I wish you could hear that message in its entirety this is just a brief summation of the entirety of the message but it is very well worth thinking about and understanding uh, how the world works and how life works and how many times we find ourselves in the trauma of birth because birth is traumatic to go from one level to the next is traumatic. To be pushed out of that which is familiar is traumatic. But in order to grow, you must be born again and again and again and again and again. You know, uh, I, I love talking to thinkers and, and leaders and people who really want to go to the next level. I'm, I'm not good at talking to people who are satisfied where they are. Stillborn ministry is not my ministry. I want to talk to people who feel the push to go to the next level. If you're one of those people and you can get away, April 25th through the 27th, join me in Tampa, Florida. I believe the incubation process will occur and you will be birthed into an even greater leader, thinker, pastor, father, entrepreneur, business person than you already are because the circumstances that look like they are calamities could be contractions and God wants to birth you into the next level. Again, April 25th through the 27th, Tampa, Florida. Go to pastorsandleaders.org and let's get pushed out. What do you do when you are between miracles? It might not make any sense, but whatever he tells you to do, do it. For your gift to the ministry of any amount, you will receive Bishop Jake's empowering teaching, Hands Out to Hands Up on CD, as well as Bishop's inspirational book, Strength for Every Moment. You don't have to keep telling God the same thing. Once you speak the word, walk away. And when your gift is $90 or more, we will add the insightful four-message series Between Miracles on DVD. Every time you go through a test, for you to come out of it, so that when you run into your next test, you will say, if God did that. However, when your gift is $140 or more, you will also receive three books from the Immersed Reading Bible, a new way to read the greatest book of all time. God is going to birth you into another level. If in Canada, visit us online or call to order your digital downloads today. Be rejuvenated and restored to tackle the world. What better way than a relaxing voyage to the Caribbean? The T.D. Jakes 2019 Faith and Family Cruise is the vacation you can't afford to miss. Bring your spouse for a romantic week on the Atlantic Seas, friends for a long overdue trip, or the family for a getaway to reconnect. We're not having Megafest next year because we're going on a cruise. Join Serena and I November 9th through the 16th, 2019, as we set sail from 
Fort Lauderdale to the Bahamas, Jamaica, the Grand Cayman Islands, and Key West. We have an itinerary filled with fun events created with you in mind. I hope we take over the entire boat. Reserve your spot today. The 2019 T.D. Jakes Faith and Family Caribbean Cruise. See you there. Feel free to reach out to us on social media and share your story of how God is impacting your life. We look forward to seeing you next time on The Potter's Touch.